Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, we're taking another step closer to the weekend. Happy Thursday. Today is the 21st of April and the 96th birthday of Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II. Ba ba ba. She's a badass, right? She's a badass woman, Scott. I'm glad you brought that up. It's true. I mean, this woman has, especially more recently, she's seen a lot in her 96 years now. And she's been through a lot of drama again more recently. She's lost her you know, the love of her life more recently. There's been a lot of, you, I don't know if you guys have seen any headlines, but there's a lot of shit going on with her family. But yet she stays so strong. Like, remember when she had COVID too? It was like, I'm fine. I'll take my meeting still. Like, she's 90 fucking six. I know 30 somethings that were like, can't move, can't live. Can't gotta, get off the couch. Gotta lay, lay here for a week. Like, come on. She's uh, she's an absolute badass. I uh, I wish her a very happy birthday and may she reign for many more years to come. There's a lot to do today, Kat, and it's going to cover such a wide variety of stuff. One of the things we're going to talk about, and we haven't much, is the federal budget. And the only reason this comes up is because where we do our radio show, the prime minister was here yesterday. And I was actually reading through the quick facts thing that they put out from his office every week or mm-hmm. every day, really. And on the budget, there's a couple of things that I didn't know about that I might actually want to do. Like if you want to build a shack at the end of your driveway to put your parents in when they're too old because you can't pay for a retirement (laughs) home, this is fucking great. There's a big tax credit to shack your parents up. So we're going to get to that. I can put my parents in a shack, yeah. Think about it. You guys sell your fucking (laughs) house. $7,500? Give us the equity, and then we're going to build you a shed at the end of the driveway to live. (laughs) Don't worry, though. We got you covered with this great shed. And we get a nice tax credit for it. it, it everybody oh, wow. wins. Okay. It's amazing. So we're going to talk about that. I, I think first, though, let's go to ASAP Rocky. Okay. For those who don't know, ASAP Rocky is a rapper. And somehow he managed to convince Rihanna to have sex with him. And Rihanna's now pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. Now, let's not lose sight of the fact that ASAP Rocky, before Rihanna, mm-hmm. during Rihanna, and to this day is still a shithead. And as it turns out, he may have shot somebody and omitted that detail from his conversations with Rihanna. And that's why she was shocked when her private jet got swarmed by cops yesterday. Yeah, and make I, make no mistake about it, that was her doing all the work with the jet. And yeah. then boom, cops show up. ASAP's got money, but he doesn't have a billion dollars like Rihanna does because she's got, she's got Rihanna money. I mean, money. he's got money. He got enough to post Bond, and I, I don't, unless she let him she borrow. She probably like, posted that. No, ASAP Rocky has money. He's I know he has worth. money, he but he, he's not a billionaire. Like, no, Rihanna's a billionaire. Of, cor- of course not. So here's here's what happened, in case you guys don't know. So all you need to know about ASAP Rocky is, yes, he's a rapper, and he has a couple of okay songs, fine, whatever. But yeah, Rihanna and him started dating, like, I don't know, like a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. She's pregnant now. I think most people know she's pregnant. Fine. So let's actually backtrack to last week, because these two have had drama. So last week, there was a report by uh, like an Instagram fashion designer guy who claims his sources and he does one. He's like a Perez Hilton-ish type of person. So every now and again, he'll tell you like, my sources tell me this because he's in the fashion world. So his sources, which he claims to still be accurate, told him that ASAP Rocky cheated on Rihanna with a fashion a fashion designer that he was working on with his shoe collaboration, who also happens to be like friends, I guess, with Rihanna. Never heard of her before. Fine, you can Google it if you care that much. The, the main story here is that story went everywhere, 
Rihanna and ASAP were wanted to prove everybody. No, that's not right. You know, he is loyal to me. Here's us going on a trip to Barbados, right? So they hop on a plane and apparently all the drama's behind them. There's also reports that they had broken up. So obviously they didn't break up or at least they're friendly enough that they went on this flight to Barbados. They spent the last four or five days in Barbados with her family doing the jet ski thing. Fine, whatever. They land. ASAP was apparently totally blindsided by cops when they showed up at the terminal, put him in handcuffs. Pregnant, very pregnant Rihanna, equally shocked as she looked on. So TMZ is telling, saying now, uh, cops uh, chose not to give ASAP or his team a heads up. In fact, we're told the arrest was more than a week in the making. It's a very common procedure for LAPD and other agencies when they arrest a subject, a voluntary surrender to be offered. So they could have typically called ASAP's lawyer or whatever and arranged, hey, can you turn yourself in? Because without any like craziness and fanfare, blah, blah, blah. Or it's going to lead to this. That didn't happen. Right. They've been doing that going back to the OJ days. And they, the reason why they did it in this particular case is it seems as though at the same time they wanted to raid his house to find a potential weapon in this case. It was November. Uh, he allegedly shot a guy. He was with a friend. And it, it doesn't even name the, the person he was with. But I don't think it matters because he's the one that was allegedly holding the gun and in possession of the gun. They got into an argument with this guy about what? We don't know. He shot at the guy three to four times, only struck him once in the hand. He went. He did end up having to seek medical attention. And that's when he had to hand over the information. They had nothing on him for a while, clearly, because it happened in November up until recently. What the news stuff they have on him is, we don't know. But again, we know that they're looking for that exact gun because they know exactly what they're looking for. So now we're hearing Rihanna, actually, the second that he got arrested and sent away, went to his house. Went to his house to gather some of his stuff. So the cop stopped her right in her tracks and said, you cannot come in here. And she said, I need to get some of his things. And he's in. Nope, you can't. She's Rihanna. She still can't go past the cop line. It Nobody doesn't can. matter. Yeah, it does not matter. So I'm feeling bad for this third trimester Rihanna, who's probably doing like a month, if you ask me, probably in the next month, she's going to have that baby going through all of the drama, even if it's not true, that still puts pressure on a couple that still adds drama to a couple's relationship, whether or not it's true. Like I could sit here and be like, you know, you're, you're uh, girl. I'm not even going to use your girlfriend as a reference. She's a lovely person, but I could say that to anybody and be like, your wife cheated on you, blah, blah, blah. It's still going to cause drama because it's going to cause you to ask questions. And so regardless of if it's true or not, they still had to. She was under a lot of stress in that time. No doubt about it. Tried to like relax a little bit. Shows up at the airport. Kaboom. The guy gets arrested. So anyway, he did post bail. $550,000. It's in the DA's hand now at this point. Uh, So they're going to make the decision soon whether or not to press charges and let us know what exactly they have in the case. Do, Do these two not talk? I mean, at what point... Do you, as ASAP Rocky, who's who's punching way above your weight here, the fact that you got Rihanna is amazing, good for you, you guys are going to have a baby together, it's the start of a beautiful thing. When you came home from shooting someone, did you think that that was a detail you needed to omit from her? Do you guys not talk at all? When she said, hey, what's up, how's your day? You didn't think to mention, I shot somebody and the cops might be looking for me. Uh, well, now, it's, we don't know. Maybe he did at the time say there was an altercation. Don't worry about it. But they were absolutely blindsided by yesterday being the day that nobody gave him, again, nobody gave him a heads up. And sometimes they do that. They'll say, hey, calling ASAP Rock, Rocky's lawyer, whoever you, you lucky son of a bitch, or whoever you are. The very busy lawyer. And hey, we're going, this is the deal. Just tell him to come in. Right. But obviously they didn't trust enough. He's lucky. He's not going to run away, though. He's got a baby coming with Rihanna. He's set. 
he's one of the most recognizable faces on the planet now. Not to mention, they could have just called the police in Barbados and said, hey, we got a guy down there. You got to pinch him and we'll fly down and uh, grab him and and bring him back to America. That's a lot of work when you don't have to say a thing, I guess. And that's why. I just wouldn't put it past the cops to get themselves a free couple of days in Barbados (laughs) out of it. Maybe. Yeah, that's obviously not what ended up happening. But yeah, that would have been a good road to go. But we'll see. I just don't. You know, I mean, dude. Let's be honest about this. I get that hip hop is your thing and and you're making your money from it, but you've made a lot of money. You're hooked up with Rihanna. Behave yourself. (laughs) Your baby mama is a billionaire, like a legit billionaire. The fuck are you doing screwing around on the streets playing hood games for with guns? The fuck are you doing? Get out of there. You start acting like someone who's dating a billionaire. Start acting like someone that has millions of dollars himself. What are you doing rolling around in situations where you might even have to come in contact with somebody that you want to shoot? Don't you have people for that? Start acting like the millionaire you are uh, and, and the billionaire that you're with. This is stupid. Well, what are you doing? I know. I, I mean, again, I'm curious to, to know what happened here, though. There's no altercation that you could possibly be in. A, why does he have a gun? I mean, yeah, I guess maybe to protect himself. And he has he has a bit of a criminal past. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't dig too deep on what that's about. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll let you guys know if anything comes from it. It's certainly dramatic. I do truly, honest to goodness, feel bad for Rihanna, though. You know, Me stress, too. stress yeah. is the worst possible thing for you at that stage in the game. You've got a lot of weight on your shoulders. You've got businesses you're trying to run. You're ha- going to have a kid. And I know not a lot of people feel bad for her because she's a billionaire. But this is a lot, right? There's a lot of people who already thought you're you made a fucking terrible choice dating ASAP Rocky. And now this is happening. And it's kind of an I told you so thing. And I'm sure she's not a fan of it. We're going to talk about seductive cities in a few minutes because I have a real issue with this list. But I'll tell you how it's calculated and how Toronto somehow managed to beat out some real world class cities. I think it's a farce. That's coming up in minutes. First off, there's no shortage of people who might in their silly little brain think it's a good idea to get somebody high when they don't know they're ingesting drugs. Mm. People have done it. People have spiked drinks. People have uh, laced some brownies with with THC oil, and <laughs> they don't even know they're eating a pot brownie. And I think that some people think that that's a funny prank, but it's really not a funny prank. And we've got the proof. Chaos broke out at a wedding in Florida when a bride and the caterer secretly spiked the food with THC from marijuana. Now they're both facing felony charges. What in the hell are you thinking? Listen to a little bit of, is this the bride and the caterer? Is this the cops talking about? So this is a 911 call. This is actually one of the guests that was at the reception realizing in that moment, and and realizing I think he's not alone here, he doesn't feel right. He feels off. So you're going to hear a bit of that, followed by a guest at the wedding after the fact. This is a couple days later, one of the guests at the wedding explaining, or actually questioning what the fuck just happened. I feel weird. I, 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 I feel like there's some kind of drugs in me or something, and I don't know what's happening. Do you know what you took or what you ate? I, I ate the food that was here, and I feel like I need some medical attention, please. I feel very violated. I know a lot of people do, and it's 
just not okay. We were all like distorted and the very first assumption that people were chattering about is like, are we high? Are we stoned? Did we get drugged? The ambulance and fire truck showed up or there was a young man being checked out by an EMT getting his heart rate checked. I remember at one point shooting a text to myself, I'm at a wedding, I think I've been drugged, I hope I'm okay. Not knowing if I was gonna make it through the night. I want an explanation, I want an answer, I wanna know why. It just wasn't an okay thing to do. I wanna know why you talk like that. Um, okay, we'll get to the actual incident itself in just a second. First off, as I was listening to the person who called 911, I actually felt really bad for him, because yeah. imagine you're stoned, but you didn't you didn't smoke anything. You didn't ingest anything. So you don't know why you feel the way yeah. you do. At first, you probably mm. think, oh, my God, am I having a stroke? Is something going on? Like, what's wrong with me? Then you start to look around the table and other people are having very similar symptoms. And you start asking people, are you all right? No, I'm not all right. Are you all right? No, I'm not all right. And then you start wondering, what the fuck? Yeah. Are, did we get attacked by terrorists? What is going on? It's so scary to me. There, And I think I've told this story before. I, I, it, the gist of it is I knew somebody who was great at creating their pot, you know, goodies and brought over cookies to myself and my husband. And we trusted this person. And that's fine. We knew what was happening. Right. So we knew that, oh, God. You told us to take just a half a cookie. That was way too much for me. I hated it. I was paranoid. I felt like I was going to die. Like all of the things that you that you picture happening happened, right? To the point where I never talked to the guy. Like I was like, fuck you. Never again, right? So for someone to do that and you have no idea. You think you're at a wedding like anything else, right? Like you're at a wedding. Oh, here's the food. You can't taste the THC. It's mixed in with the the oils. Fine. And then shit starts to happen. She thought that it would make people have fun at her wedding. Oh, let's have a fun time. Is that a fun time when ambulances have to roll up? There are no. people having panic attacks because they weren't sure what was happening. And keep in mind, yeah, of course, if you're paranoid for a long enough time about what's happening, you're likely not being poisoned to the point of death. But you still have that in the back of your mind. Like, did somebody poison me? Am I going to die? And that's what ended up happening to a lot of these people. I mean, the, the woman that you heard from there, you know, she had people... She had to call like 911. Several people called 911. People had to be hospitalized and it can happen. And I learned a few things about it today when we talked about it on our radio show too. People can be allergic to it, have adverse reactions. Plus if they're on medication, believe it or not, it can actually, if there's enough taken, um, that can work really, really terribly together. Uh, and on oils, it's super concentrated. So you get way more high. It's not like, oh, it's a dabble of oil. How did this happen? Uh, apparently, according to the person who messaged, who does this, who cooks with it constantly, it says that you get high much more fast than like smoking it, for example. And keep in mind when you are ingesting it, I don't know if you do, do you do many edibles? No, I just don't find them strong enough. Okay, they so don't we, do anything for me. The ones we sell in Ontario. Really? Yeah. So they oh my gosh, my body reacts to it so quickly. Same thing here. And it lasts for a long, long time. It It's not like obviously drinking alcohol for those who really don't know much about it. Where, okay, I can have a lot of water. I can have some coffee. I can feel better. No, it's in your system. It is in your system and you can't get it out. So I couldn't even imagine not knowing. Like, was there elderly people that ingested this? I mean, that's fucked up, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah, the bride secretly drugged the guests at her wedding with the help from the caterer. The bride is a 42-year-old woman named Danya. The reception featured a dinner that was laced with weed. Specifically, it was added to the olive oil, which was served alongside the pasta. The caterer 
Jocelyn Bryant, a 31-year-old and owner of Jocelyn's Southern Kitchen, was in on it. They both thought this would be funny and that the guests would be excited like it was some sort of a gift that they were giving them. You know, everything I think is in the approach here. If Oh, and by the way, the groom had no idea that this was going on. When people started freaking out, like, oh my God, I feel woozy, I better call 911. The groom was just as shocked as the guests were. He did not know that his bride and the caterer had done this. So take him out of the equation. But if the bride and the caterer had just thought, you know what, it might be funny to do this. That's not funny. You shouldn't unintentionally get somebody high. Nobody should ingest something they don't know they're ingesting. End of story. Full stop. You could have just had a real nice platter of joints out at the front door. You could have had a waiter going around, Thank a bud tender. You. I, I would love to go to a wedding like that. Where, hey, well, you want a pre-roll? Yes. Here you go. Yeah, you're fucking right. I want a pre-roll. You know when you sit down at your seat at a wedding and sometimes they have a little cute little baggie in front of you or a little take-home box? Sometimes they'll do like a little candy, you know, candy table on the way out. Like fill up as many Kit Kat. And gumballs as you want. Great, cool. And then other places have like shitty mints that are not never good. It's always different. Hey, how cool would it be if you're like, you want a joint? There you go. Take one on the way out. And if you don't smoke pot, cool. Maybe you have mini bottles, mini bottles and joints. Man, I'd be happy as can be. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Uh, One woman who was at the wedding, she is 69 years old, says she had no control over her mind and body. She felt like her mind was playing strange tricks in her head. The best man was so stoned he couldn't give his speech. Wow. It must be concentrated. I don't think I've ever been that fucking high. That's crazy. People couldn't walk. People couldn't talk. Like, does this caterer even know how to cook with cannabis? Because I'm guessing she doesn't know the appropriate amounts to put in. Well, again, it is concentrated. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All I know is I've been there in that scenario and it's terrible. I'd be I'd be fucking livid. And I'd probably sue. And she will get sued, by the way. She's facing felony charges already. She and the caterer together. Oh, oh, but here's the thing. People are probably wondering this entire time we're doing this. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. She's getting married and she's the bride. What about the groom? Is he going to get an annulment? Because, I mean, every he has every right to. He had no idea. He was blindsided by this entire thing. He should. Should he? Is that enough to be like, you got my entire family fucked up (laughs) so hard on pot. They called 911 at our wedding. Oh, I'd be out of there. I don't know how you... uh, Yes, she has terrible judgment. Yes, he has a right to be angry. Is it enough to call off the marriage? I don't know about that. I mean, clearly the wedding got ruined. Your family's going to hate her, though. Well, this is There's true, no, too. Your family's going to sue her. Are you, are you going to be able to live with that? Yeah. <laughs> Think about how that's going to go. Well, as long as she's named the defendant and not he, that's okay, I guess. Uh, they were both, by the way, the caterer and the bride, charged with a felony, which means she could be going to jail. I mean, that's poisoning, mm-hmm. which she did, and... She could go to jail for a decent amount of time, like years for having done what she yeah, did at absolutely. that wedding. And you know what? Yeah, I think you should. I think you should do a little bit of time. I'm not saying years and years, but maybe a little bit of time. Some people just have no, you had a lot of time to, con- to consider doing that and stop and stop it if you wanted to stop it. I'm shocked she found the one caterer that was like, yeah, I'd love to lace everybody. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Like, are you fucking dumb? So stupid. And you own a catering company. Not anymore. I'm going to call bullshit on this next one because, I don't know, maybe I'm just down on on Southern Ontario right now, but they say if you're looking to travel this summer and you're looking for somewhat of a sexy vacation, 
Mm-hmm. Some cities are more seductive than others. So they looked at the number of strip clubs, the ne- the number of sex events, like the sexpos and the everything to do with sex shows, those sort of things. <laughs> are those happening again now? Yeah. How many okay. people in that area are making money on OnlyFans? How many hotels rent by the hour? How many people are Googling fetishes? How many porn stars are named after those cities? And, and when you add up all the factors, the Bottle Club claims they can accurately predict where the most seductive cities in the world are. When I hear that, I think, eh, you know what? If I'm going to go somewhere, I guess a seductive place would be better than not a seductive place. Let's see what goes on in a seductive place. Add it all up, London, England is the most seductive place on earth. Sex events, strip clubs, people on OnlyFans, fetishes. London, England is number one. Okay. Okay, you continue the list. I have so many thoughts on this, but you you go ahead and continue the list first before we get into it. America takes spots two and three, Las Vegas and New York. Then Madrid, Paris, Rome, Berlin, Toronto. (laughs) One of these things is not like the other. No, but you know what? Several of them aren't. I don't like the word seductive to me doesn't that's, there, there should be no correlation between all those things you listed. I get what they're go- going from. They want like a s- s- sexed up places. Yes. And to me, that's different than seductive. Seductive to me is like attractive and sexy and enticing. And it would be more. OK, maybe the Paris thing I'd buy the Paris thing I'd buy. There's a you know, romance in the air in Paris. Uh, uh, the vibe is there. Right. Um, also, they're very open sexually. You know, you can go ahead and check out those. I don't know, I'm sure they have like nude beaches or whatever. Like all those things might be sexy. And those cities that you mentioned. I mean, New York City being seductive. I don't know about that. Again, I just hate the word seductive. Sexed up is different than seductive, in my opinion. And to me, that's this is a list of sexed up places. And that's fine. And maybe there's th- some truth to that. I don't know if that makes someone want to travel hearing those things like, oh, Toronto's seductive. Let's go check it out. No, it's probably not going to be on the list. But if you are looking for the everything to do with sex show and all that shit, and that's what you want to travel for, and people do, by the way, fine, do it. But to me, there's just no correlation between all those things that you mentioned and, and, and those cities. Well, this is part of why it's bullshit. So you get Toronto there right ahead of Sydney, Australia, Los Angeles, and Miami at eleven. See, in Miami, I could buy. Like, I would buy Miami, too. Miami I, Miami makes sense to me. Okay? Again, you've got like a lot of like half-naked people, lots of parties. I'm sure there's a ton of hookups. Fine. And I don't get me wrong. We're not trying to hate on like a Toronto, for example, because we know that there's a lot of shit that goes on there, too. There's a lot of clubs. There's tons of sex clubs, too. Tons of sex clubs. Where? In, in and around the GTA. In, there is? Generally. Yes. Really? Yeah. Every time we talk about it, there's people who let us know. Really? Yes. What the fuck goes on in there? Sex club stuff. Like they just go in like... They have sex together yeah, or have sex so, with other people? Someone I know went to one once, so she told me some stuff. Really? Yeah. Can you tell me these things? Yeah, I can tell you some things. Like, what do you want to know? So there's different rooms that you can enter or watch. There's, okay. There's places you can watch. There's places you can enter. Places for private gathering areas, large gathering areas. So you can meet other people. And you can either go off into the rooms and do what you want to do. Or you can watch others doing what they're doing. Like, are they doing it out in, like, if I go into a nightclub, there's going to be a bar, and then there's going to be some stand-up tables and people dancing away. In in place of, like, the stand-up tables, there'd be people having sex right there in the open? 
I don't know if they're having sex right in the open. Like maybe there's some places to do it. But she was telling me it's like private rooms, basically. So imagine like a VIP room at a club kind of thing. You got like a couch scenario and stuff like that, only it's blocked off. And if you're okay being, I guess, I assume if you're okay being watched or something, then other people can watch. Really? Yeah. For free? Like, why oh, would why no. would you let somebody else, just some stranger, watch you have sex? Because people get off on that. They do? Yes. Really? Yeah, some people do. Huh. And by the way, yeah, no, it's obviously not free to enter the club. I'm sure it costs money. I don't know how much. You can get, like, a membership. Somebody, a membership? Yes, somebody DM'd us after we talked about this, and they wanted to remain anonymous, and I will do that. Of course, I don't even remember your name anyway. But they said they have a membership to a club, and they were happy once COVID, once the restrictions loosened. <laughs> because, A, it was closed for a long time. And then when it opened, it was like weird and you couldn't actually make contact, which is fucking pointless at a sex club, I guess. A sex club where you can look but not touch? You just stand around. It's like a cocktail party. It's basically like a regular cocktail party. Oh, what a fucking ripoff that is. So anyway, um, yeah, they were telling me some info. But yeah, I I couldn't tell you. If someone's going to message you or I and let us know what like a membership costs, because I'm curious what that would, how much does that cost you? And like you said, if you, shouldn't you charge money for that? If you're good, maybe you're shit. Uh, that's true. You might not be very good in bed. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, that's news to me. I didn't realize there was that many sex clubs in I don't know how Toronto. many there are, but I know that they exist. But then you mentioned all those other cities that you mentioned on that list. And there's a shit ton in all those places. Well, let's take it back to Toronto. Because you see Toronto when you're other places in the world. You see Toronto a lot. You see Drake at the Raptors games and the CN Tower is always B-roll footage when there's something about Canada and you see Niagara Falls. Oh, the Toronto sign lit up in different colors. That's right. Fun. Uh-huh. You may have seen it from our uh, our previous mayor, Rob Ford, who was on the news many times for many things that were headlines around the world. <laughs> you know, you may have seen a lot about Toronto. Even the Blue Jays. So the boats in the water and the skyline fun. Let me tell you the reality. If you've never been to Toronto, but hang on, don't bat. You're not going to bash Toronto completely. Are you? Well, we'll see how it goes. I just want to tell people (laughs) the reality of it. I just want to say that this is Scott's opinion. Because I, I I have a problem with what goes on here in Canada. People fly into Toronto and it's one of the worst airports in the world. Yeah. Pearson. Oh, Pearson's the fucking worst. Pearson is so big and impersonal and it doesn't have a fraction of the entertainment or shopping options that many other big airports do. But you fly in and then you're going to walk about three kilometers down the escalator and you're going to go into this big giant room where you could wait up to two hours Mm. to finally check in and go through customs. (laughs) If you're lucky. And then if you're lucky, your bags in that time will have managed to get to the carousel. You grab your bags and you're on your way. And then, all right, well, that was shitty and they made me stick another swab up my nose, but whatever. I'm here. I'm in Toronto. Let's go to the CN Tower. No, no, no. You're not going to the CN Tower right away. The CN Tower, even though you can see it from the airport, is about 40 minutes away. And it's going to cost you at least 60 to $80 in an Uber to get there. The Toronto airport is not in Toronto. You got to take a, well, there's any number of different ways you could go. You could take the Up Express, but even that's not much cheaper than a cab. And then you got to tour through some shitty areas of Toronto. That's why Porter is like the way to go. If you want to go downtown Toronto and listen, listen, if you're listening from anywhere in the world and you think, ah, I might want to visit Toronto, Porter, find a way because that was the most convenient flight I ever took. That's the Island Airport downtown. Yeah. That's that's convenience. Toronto if, if, is is Chicago. We're the exact same city. If you see Pearson listed, 
don't do it. I, I will do everything. You know what I've decided, actually? You know what I've decided because I live in the Waterloo region? Is that, for, you know what? And, and I'm going to shout out Hamilton, too. Hamilton's got a great airport. I am not going anywhere unless it flies out of Waterloo. Because that's also five minutes from my home. Yeah. So I would appreciate just flying out of there and that's it and that's all. Well, there's a lot and, more flights coming out of Kitchener now because I think great. everybody is sick of Pearson. Absolutely they are. It's a shitty airport. Pearson knows that people hate Pearson. They're well, people who work there are like, yeah, we suck. I know. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your fault all of the reasons why. It's been shitty from the beginning. It's, it has a history of shit. And then, okay, so now, now you've figured out, oh shit, the tower there. All right, I guess I'll pay my... $60 and get a cab downtown. Well, can I go to Niagara Falls later on? Oh, fuck no. That is about a $200 cab ride because even though you could, on a clear day, see right to Niagara from Toronto, you have to go all the way around the western edge of Lake Ontario. Take a shuttle with like 50 other randos. Like the way they make it look on TV is all these things are very close. And yeah, it's great. Look at that. They got the Rogers Center and the Scotiabank Arena right next to each other. That's the only convenience we have here at this point. You want to go to the nice restaurants in Yorkville? Yeah, fuck up north. Like a 25-minute drive north on Young Street, and you'll eventually get there. The ultimate test, if you live in the area, the ultimate test really is when you have people over. When we have relatives over from Scotland, for example, they come and they're excited to see all the sights, right? And they, like you mentioned, they've seen all the highlights of everything and they're like, can't wait to see it. Is Drake really sitting on that tower? <laughs> they think it's funny. They think it's great. And then the, the realization sets in for them because they're like, okay, guys, it's going to be a nice day. What are we going to do? We're going to go hit Toronto. Then we're going to hit Niagara Falls. Like, no, slow your roll. No, that's slow a whole other excursion. Okay, well, we want to do some good shopping. Is that all in the same area? Well, I mean, not necessarily because I could take you to the premium outlets. That's a great spot if you want to save some dough and you don't want to spend money on like Young Street, for example. But we got to go on different days. It's just got to be a different day thing. So in one day, we're going here and we're doing that. And it's going to take us three hours to get there and $500 to park. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do the little walk around there. And even if you want to see some of the sites like Young Dundas Square, that cool. Okay, we got to take a cab ride to the other end then and check that out. Fine. And a lot of cities are like that. But then when you think about Niagara Falls. Now, if you live here, it's different. Because to me, it's like, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that I could take a trip to Toronto. You know, let's say this weekend. It's going to be decent, right? So Sunday, let's say I want to take a tr- trip to Toronto. Cool. Or I could take a trip to Niagara Falls. It's close enough distance that I could drive to either, and that's a fun trip for a day. But it's true, when you're traveling in to the city, it's a little harder. And they do have shuttles, and they do have ways to get around it, but it's expensive. It adds up. Oh, you want to know how expensive it is? Uh, Metrolinx has just announced that in an effort to try and get more people riding transit again, using the GO train and, and so on and so forth, they're putting out an unlimited pass. All you can travel on the GO for three months it's four hundred and ten dollars wow okay but the monthly i'm trying to remember now how much it costs that doesn't seem too bad unlimited you can use it any time for 400 and something yeah you would have to use it many times to even recoup that money if you're just buying it because you think oh it'd be kind of convenient if i can just jump on the train or not jump on the train you have to jump on the train to get the value out to of get that. the value out of and it. if you do use it every day yeah, yeah it'll save you money yeah. if you would be taking the train every day anyway this is a nice little bonus for you but that's not who it's intended for it's intended to lure others back onto the train like us even as tourists let's say to go downtown or to do something like that i i always i i, I like the idea of the train but it is the cost that that sometimes stops me because I think yes it's less of a headache to head down there on the train fine but I I have a lack of control issue maybe like I can't control 
that that's actually going to go there, that I'm not going to get stopped. I used to take the go for like a year and there were some horrible times there where I was stuck for so long. I guess it's an option for some people. Like you said, it's worth it for those who are going to take that trip a lot. Let's talk a little bit about the federal budget. There's some things in the budget cat that I did not know about, and that's okay. It's okay if I don't know. It's okay if you don't know. Justin knows, and you just got to trust him. No problem. We'll just take his word for it that this is good. It'll balance itself. (laughs) I didn't actually know this, though, but Budget 2022 introduces a multi-generational home renovation tax credit. It will provide up to $7,500 to Canadians for constructing a secondary suite for a senior or an adult with a disability to move into. So think about this. You, you got your house. Maybe you got a detached house with a, a double garage. If you're willing to build another house on your property, small little suite for a senior or an adult who has a disability to live in, you can get 7500 bucks. Great. So you'd be doing renovations anyway. So let's say... Do you want to go off of the, we're going to renovate the garage into that home? Or do you want to do an entire tiny home situation? Let's do a tiny home situation. Because some of those, or the bunkies that you can buy, they're pretty nice. I was actually looking at one for my property. This is part of the reason it caught my attention, is I have a big driveway that wraps around. And at the end of my driveway, I've got a shed. And I thought to myself, if that shed was just a little bit bigger, that could be a little apartment. It's a big shed. You could keep an old person in I there. I could keep an old person in there. It'd be great. <laughs> but it's not big enough. So I thought, okay, I'll rip the shed out and I'll put in one of those bunkies. Nice one with a loft, like a little tiny home. It'd be great. And then I can use it as a, I don't know, if I ever wanted to, I could use it as an Airbnb. I can use it for my kids when they're home from school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Great idea. And this is where that tax credit comes in handy. Unfortunately, what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of assholes out there thinking, Really like that $7,500 tax credit. You know what? Home Depot's got a whole bunch of those little tiny homes in the parking lot. I think I saw some at Lowe's. <laughs> now, they're plastic, <laughs> but it's got fucking windows and a door, and it looks like a fake <laughs> chimney there. That's a perfect place for my parents to live. I can lock it from the outside if I'm sick of looking at their fucking faces. Exactly. The window opens. We'll just stick the tray of food in there every day. But that's what's going to happen. Some asshole is going to go and buy a shed and put it on their property and say, in-law suite, it's here abu- you go. It's abuse is what it is. And, okay, but the, there, of course there are some, there are people who already have those tiny home setups that have, maybe they've moved into that scenario, but they're not ready to do it. So where would the tax credit come in handy if you already have something on your lot? Or did they even mention that? This is just for people who are building it from the ground up, basically. Yeah, I mean, this is the government kind of playing like the, the cell phone promo where it's for new customers only. Right, right, right. Yeah, if you already did it, I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to be retroactive, even though that would be helpful. Is this this is trying to trying to help those who can't afford to get a house? Like what is the what's help what's this helping? This is they are just and I don't blame them, especially with the inflation numbers we saw yesterday and housing help push that so to guess. Yeah, brutal. I think that the goal is just to free up as many houses as possible. How many people have got parents or even grandparents that are living in a house that's way, way, way too big for them and maybe not even meeting their needs anymore because it's more work to keep it clean and maintained Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And they'd love to get out of there, but where do they go? Hey, uh, uh, my in-laws are a little bit old. 
I don't want to say too old because I think she listens to the pod every now and again. So hello. I, uh, I, I see them living in this big house that they don't need. And if there was an ability for them to live in the shed at the end of my driveway, they could. S- <laughs> what a demotion. They could sell off that big, beautiful house that they've got and take all the equity. And then that sure. frees up that house for another family to move into. Right. And they've right, still got right. shelter. So I can okay. see part of the strategy here. It's smart. And, and if we all have property that we have space to do this, then why not? I just have a hard time feeling good about that. Let's say my in-laws were like, yeah, we'll sell off our house, move into the tiny home that you build at the end of, in your backyard or wherever the hell it is. Cool. I just have like a hard time morally being like, I'm going to go check them out in the old tiny house shed thing and see how my in-laws are doing. They're sitting there uncomfortably or, I mean, maybe there's... Well, you're sitting in your big deep soaker jet whirlpool tub. (laughs) This is is my problem. I'm here enjoying my life up here. Like, should I check in on them? Make sure they need it. Do you guys need a shower today or are you good till next week? You know, I just have morally, whether I'm related to them or not, honestly, I would have, I have guilt though. I've just have naturally, I feel guilty all the time about everything in life. You should never feel guilty. I always do. Fuck everybody else. I always do. I easily have guilt. I easily have guilt. So I would be the, I couldn't handle it. I, it'd be, it could be a person off the street I don't even know. And I'm giving them a place to, to sleep. And I'd still be like, you want to come in and watch a, you want to Shrek with us? You want to watch Shrek and have some popcorn? You know, I can't see someone out there. I know that there are some nice tiny homes. I know because I've seen them. That's fine. But I would have too much guilt putting that, plunking that on my property and being like, all right, check in on you later. I just can't do it. I'd be a real asshole about it. <laughs> because then they've, at, at that point, they've already sold their home. There's nowhere to go. Now they're living under your roof. One of your roofs. <laughs> One of them. And, and and you know what? You can just call them in and, and just get real, real honest with them. Like, you know what? When I moved you people into my shed there, I wasn't expecting you to have to keep coming and going in the house. So I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going to spend the money and I'm going to put one at like a toilet that they'd have in like a tent or a camper out there for you. A porta potty. It'll save you a bunch of trips up and down the driveway. You can guys can just go ahead and use that. Just empty it every day. Yeah. What is the deal? I'll splurge on a a chemical (laughs) toilet for you guys. What is the deal with the running water situation though? I mean, that is an issue. Are there people living in those houses without any running water? It's not your issue. Somebody else can deal with that. Where is the moral responsibility here? I feel terrible. I feel terrible thinking about doing that. I, uh, (laughs) it's kind of fun to think about how that conversation would go, but I actually would look into it. If you build tiny homes or if you're a a contractor in that area, feel free to give me a call. No promises, but I'm actually considering having it done. And if we can work something out, then maybe we will work together on that. What would you charge for that, by the way? To live in there? Like a large shed size. Let's say you got a large shed, I assume, like one of those big dogs. So the shed I've got now is just a little bit too small to be a room. It's, uh, uh. Eight by nine. Okay, so let's say you put in a big one. The big ones are like twelve foot. Yeah, I can put that, in a little twelve big? footer. Yeah, yeah. What would be what like? What's the going rate for like a tiny house if there's no running water in it? And what is it like? Just like a bed and like a TV and what do you shit in a bucket? Like I don't understand how this works. I really don't. No, you're shitting the trees behind the house, <laughs> like a bear. <laughs> <You've> been- <laughs> Could you get that person to do like all your gardening? It's kind of like having a gardener too, isn't it? Like well, if they're nothing in the is free. Go- you're no, gonna earn your keep. They're in the garden anyway. I'm like, yo, pick up the dog shit while you're down there. Thanks. I'll be up here having my rosé by the fire. Go fuck yourself. Can't. So when I looked, there's a company in Campbellville that I drive by all the time, and and they have these like. 
it looks like a log home. It's made of wood, but they call them bunkies. And it's really just, uh, it looks like a small house. You walk in and it's got windows and a door, obviously, and you set it up the way you want. It's even got a loft with a couple of steps that you go up and you can sleep in the loft or use the loft as storage. You could live in there if you needed to. Those are between six and 10 grand. But you get the $7,500 wow. tax credit. Okay. So, and again, I mean, you it could makes make, sense a little bit. And you could make money if you are charging. I don't know how many people would. Maybe this would be a scenario where you're helping a family member and you do not want to charge. But, uh, okay, if it helps. I just, again, I just feel terrible. There, I know that there are people, though, that want to live in tiny homes. My hair, my hairstylist, she, her husband wants to live in a tiny home. He wants to sell their house, their nice-sized house, and move to a tiny house. Why? Just because it's smaller? He thinks that that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Save money and do this. It's great. We can live. We don't need all of this stuff. And to a point, I understand what you mean. We don't all need this stuff. You're absolutely right. But there's no freaking way I could get used to living in a tiny house. I couldn't do it. But I know there's people that not only would want to do it, but do it. Good on you. That's great. It's not me. Uh, This was probably overkill. And luckily, no one was killed. Two weekends ago, an entire Home Depot in San Jose, California, burned to the ground. <gasps> a Home Depot burning would be crazy. I mean, that would burn for days. Think about how much wood's in a oh, Home Depot. It probably smelled good, though. I'll bet it smelled fantastic. Yeah. Plus, there's the subway. Everything would have been toasted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's not a bonus of sorts. A 27-year-old guy, his name is Dylan, was planning to steal a bunch of tools. So he went into Home Depot, and he was going to rip them off. But he thought, best way to get away with this is to create a diversion. So he started, intentionally, oh, Jesus. a small fire in one of the aisles. An employee stopped him while he was trying to walk out with an entire shopping cart full of tools. He got away, jumped in his getaway car, and he was gone. But, like we alluded to just seconds ago, Home Depots are full of flammable shit, like wood and chemicals. That fire spread quickly and gutted the entire building. (gasps) They say the fire was so big you could see it from space. Police eventually caught the guy. He was arraigned this week. And instead of being charged with a break and enter or a, no, it wouldn't have been, it would have been shoplifting. Just shoplifting, maybe a mischief charge. That would have been fine. Because he went over the top trying to get away with this crime and burned down a Home Depot, could have killed people. Now they've upped it to grand theft petty theft, and three counts of arson, this guy could go to jail for 20 years. Way to go, dipshit. You know, it's kind of like the ASAP Rocky thing. You got to ask yourself, is it worth it? What if I get caught? For some tools. Yeah. You were trying to steal tools. What? Were, what? How quick do you think those orange smocks go up in flames? I'll bet you those Probably. things are like dipped in gasoline. <laughs> right? Real quick. Do you know how much inventory they had in on hand that burned? <gasps> oh, God. God, oh, so much, so much. Before they even replace the actual Home Depot, just replacing the wood and tools that were inside. The contents. $17 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit ain't cheap there. Unbelievable. Fat, uh, not fast. Last, but we'll do it fast because we're coming <laughs> up on time here. I do want to mention this. The fasties have been handed out. The Fasties are the Fast Food Awards. Oh, cute. These are voted on by people. And I think that this is a good, relevant thing. We've all got our preferences. If we're out and we got an extra 10 bucks in our pocket and we're hungry, we've all got to go to. For some people, McDonald's. Others will drive way out of their way 
to find a Taco Bell or a Burger King or a Five Guys or something like that, a Subway. So which ones do we like the most? I'll try and take out the ones that are specific to America, most of them, because we don't have those as options here. But I'll tell you that when it comes to breakfast, the 2022 Fasty goes to Wendy's. Wendy's beat Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. Wow. Uh, we get Wendy's breakfast starting May 2nd, I yeah, think it is here. Yeah, they're bringing it here. They had a trial in, I want to say Sudbury. Wasn't the trial in like Sudbury or something like that? I don't know, but there's a couple people that I follow on Twitter that tried it. They were part of the, the launch right. and said that their breakfast legit is really good. It's very American influenced. You'll get right. like a lot of like uh, uh, chicken and grits and stuff like that. Oh. That we don't typically get here, but apparently it's delicious. People seem to love it. Their stuff's good. Best coffee? This is America, and it's only fast food coffee. It doesn't take into account Starbucks or even Dunkin' or places like that. Chick-fil-A, best coffee. Does Chick-fil-A here sell coffee? I think they do. I would give it a try. I would try it if they say, I mean, I know we have better options than that here. But over at McDonald's coffee, you're saying? Yeah. Wow, because they, I assume it tastes the same, or does it? Does the McDonald's coffee here taste the same? You would know. You travel to the States a lot more. Yeah, it's exactly the same. The McCafe Premium Roast. So if it's better, according to the Fasties, than the McDicks, I might give that a try. Best cheeseburger. Culver's Double Butter Burger with cheese was number one. Now, that's American. I've never even had Culver's. Sounds good for you. The runner's up, though. In and Out's Double Double, then Sonic's Supersonic Double Cheeseburger. In and Out is one of those places where as soon as it comes up, you can predict what's going to happen next. If somebody says In and Out, somebody inevitably will say, oh, Have you been to In and Out? Tell me you've been to In and Out. In and Out, it's the best. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's good. I mean, I've been to In and Out several times. I wouldn't say it's one of these things that I need to harass my family and friends over. You got to go to In and Out, but it is good. You should try it when you're in America. Fried chicken sandwiches. We have a bit of a chicken sandwich war going on here in Canada. Sure we do. Popeye started it. And you remember they sold out instantly. And then there were people fighting each other in the streets to try and get one. (laughs) Yes. I'll be honest. Just my opinion. I don't want to upset anybody that's a sponsor or potential sponsor. I think the KFC chicken sandwich is better than the Popeye's chicken sandwich. They're close. But I think KFC's is better. It's a bigger chicken breast. Okay, because isn't there more than one kind of chicken sandwich at KFC? I remember there being, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been there, but isn't there like a rectangular bun one and then a circle bun one? The I just ordered the famous original chicken sandwich. The original salmon. chicken, okay. So it's, that's like the round one? It's great. It's a thick piece of chicken, but it does have KFC brat, uh, breading and right. batter on it. Okay. It's fine. It tastes like KFC. It's good. Plus, right. they have a really good pickle and mayo, and that's what makes a good chicken <gasps> yeah. sandwich. Pickles, pickles, pickles. Fried chicken sandwich. The winner was Burger King's Chicken Sandwich. Chicken. Do we? I, ha- I haven't had it yet. I don't. Is that new? It, ish. They launched it a few months ago. Okay. I didn't know it was that popular though. In fact, it beat out Popeyes, which was second, and KFC, which was third. Okay. I got to get to BK and try that spicy chicken sandwich. Popeyes won that one. It beat Burger King and KFC. Best fish sandwich. Oh, they're all bad. Some of them are good. If you have a filet of fish at McDonald's, <laughs> it's a good sandwich. I don't even think I've ever had one, so I'm just fucking around. The Wendy's chicken sandwich is good, too. I, I don't even remember what it's called, but they use some premium white fish. Anyway, according to the Fasties, Popeye's classic flounder fish sandwich is the number one fish sandwich that you can eat. 
Number two, I'd never even heard of. Arby's King's Hawaiian Fish Deluxe, followed by Long John Silver's Wild Alaska Pollock Sandwich. Wow. <laughs> have you eaten at Long John Silver's before? I've never been to a Long John Silver. It yeah, is we used to talk have awful. One. Don't even bother. We- <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> we used to have one here, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Nothing for Long John Silvers. But I will say that the Arby's King's Hawaiian Fish Deluxe sounds interesting. I don't know what's Hawaiian about the fish, they but... pineapple on it? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. One would guess. I kind of want to try it. But either way, the Popeye's Classic Flounder Fish Sandwich was number one. Best Tacos. Taco... Sorry. Del Taco was number one, followed by... Taco Bell's Crunchy Taco, then El Pollo Loco's Chicken Taco Al Carbone. Ooh, fancy. That's too much. Just give me the taco. Chicken Nuggets. This is something people fight about oh, all the time. People love nugs. Chicken McNuggets from McDonald's did not make the top three. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Arby's Premium Chicken Nuggets was number one. Premium Chicken Nuggets. What's so premium about them? Now, is this really nugget or are we talking strips too? There's it, a it difference, should be right? Nut- There's a huge... D- Thank you for fucking saying that. You know what? Let's get serious here. <laughs> Don't I'm- call them fucking nuggets if they're strips. Yes. There's a difference between strips and nugs. I'm, I'd like people to stop calling them boneless wings because there's no oh, such yeah, thing I as mean, a boneless wing. We're just getting crazy. You're eating a chicken chunk yeah, is yeah, what you're eating. Yeah. In any case, Arby's premium nuggets was number one, followed by Popeye's, then Chick-fil-A. You would like Chick-fil-A nuggets because you can get them breaded or just grilled. Yes, indeed. I did know that. And they come with dipping sauces just like a regular nug would, the unbreaded. It's good to have an option like that. Yeah, I love that. By the way, more people should have options like that. So I'm glad. Shout out to Chick-fil-A for doing that. Best fries, Arby's Curly Fries beat out McDonald's Classic Original Fries. Isn't the only reason Arby's still exists because of their curly fries? Like, isn't that the reason why people like them? I I, just, I know people like the meats. I get it. They like the horsey sauce and shit like that. But their fries, from what I know, are really good. And more people need to offer curly fries. Are they the only ones that even offer it? Uh, mainstream, yeah. Yeah. Arby's is expanding like crazy in America. Every rest stop has an Arby's now. And I think part of the reason for that is Americans just fucking love to get as much food as they can for as little money. Arby's in the States, you get three originals for $5. Really? It's cheap, eh? Did you ask yourself if you should eat three roast beef sandwiches? <laughs> Even if it is only $5. Why would you do that to yourself? Fuck. <laughs> You got the meats. I used to be fat, too. I get that. I understand that you want to eat as much as possible for as little as possible. There's no need for you to eat six buns and three heaping pounds of roast beef, even if it is cheap. Stop doing that to yourself. Preach. Arby's Curly Fries, number one, followed by McDonald's, followed by, yeah, Chick-fil-A's Waffle Fries. Oh, are they good? See, and They're wa- decent. See, and I, I do like when, when companies come out with something a little different, too, right? Like a waffle fry. I don't even know if there's places around here that have, that offer, or a, a lot of places that offer any kind of different, you know, types of fry, at least. Like a wedge. Some places do it. Some places don't do it well. But it's nice to have the variety. That's why I will shout out Wendy's for that. Because Wendy's is one of those people, when you're ordering a side, you actually have choices. Yeah. You can sit there and Salad, sit Salad, chili, and, yeah. fries. There's a million choices. Like, why is that not a thing most places? I think that when you order fries, they should, or when you order a combo, it should come with a salad. You have to ask for fries. 
because it's just obligatory. Mm -hmm. People just take the fries and then they eat the fries. And again, nobody's asking themselves, was that too many fries to eat in one sitting? Yeah, it was an extra large fry. That's too many fries. With a combo? Like, yeah. I mean, for I know. And the kids' meals should be the same way, in my opinion. I always get apple slices. I'm like, screw this. But my kids also don't even love fries. They don't even like fries. But I, I do think it should be a go-to, too. Salads, apple slices, stuff like that. And if you want to add fries, I know there's fry fiends. Yeah, add fries. I'll go through the rest of them real quick. Best onion rings went to Sonic, their handmade onion rings, followed by Whataburger's onion rings, casual cheeseburgers, Shake Shack, <laughs> the Shack Burger Single. What is it? Does casual mean like one, just one patty? Is that what casual means? I think that's the places that aren't like true fast food, like the Burger Kings and McDonald's, but they are kind of fast food and okay. that it's meant for takeout. Cash, I think super cash. Casual dining, I guess, would be the best way to do it. Anyway, uh, cheeseburgers, Shake Shack, followed by five guys. Fast casual fried chicken sandwich, Zaxby's signature sandwich. I don't even know. Shake Shack was also big there. Okay. Best casual fries. Five guys. Five guys beat out Shake Shack. Menu item of the year. Oh, this would be like a best picture, I think, right? Wait, do you need a drum roll for this? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Taco Bell's crispy chicken sandwich taco. Oh, have you can you, get their, ta- their their chicken sandwich on a taco? Really? Okay, so I was just going to ask if you had that. Do they sell that? Do they have that here? Or is this one of these? So we only get it in the States things. I was knocked over when I heard that news. I didn't know. Okay. The MVP award this year, this most valuable pickle, went to Burger King. <laughs> most valuable pickle. <laughs> <laughs> most valuable okay, pickle. Okay, yeah. BK. The chicken sandwich, if okay. you want it. And on that... Sorry for wasting a bit of your time today, everybody. You're you're hangry now, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm fucking hungry. Hangry. I'm hangry. Uh, We're going to post this podcast and get right to a restaurant. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. Tomorrow, I think Dave Blizzard might get back on schedule and join us. That would be fantastic. Hopefully we will hear from him. And I don't even think we've heard from him since it's like, when when was the last time we even heard from him? It was after his second COVID bout. (laughs) Guys, he got COVID twice. This poor son of a bitch. He's had two shots and a booster since last August and has caught COVID twice since December. And it was right back, right when he got back from Vegas. So we still, I think we still have to talk to him about Vegas, no? I think he should go for a whole series of tests when you get back from Vegas. You should get tested for a lot of shit when you get back <laughs> they from there. They should poke and prod you for just about everything. Oh, you went to Vegas? Come with us into this room here. I heard that's, take the, your mo- pants off. that's the most seductive city in the world, isn't it? <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Vin Diesel announced that the title of the next Fast and Furious movie is Fast X. Actually, it sounds like an over-the-counter laxative. I... <laughs> Netflix just announced that for the first time in over a decade, they lost subscribers, and now their, their stock is crashing. Yeah. Right now, Netflix is so desperate for money, they're now Googling, is there a real-life squid game? It's sad. <laughs> the uh, fallout from the Oscars is now spilling onto other award shows. The producers of the Tonys sent a letter to prospective audience members that said, the Tony Awards has a strict no-violence policy. Uh, they will be banned from the Tony Awards for 525,600 minutes. Is- the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.